Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Lower Back Tattoos of Fantasy Football Podcast. Tramp stand. My name's Christian Brady. <laughs> My name's Christian. <laughs> Fuck, this is going to be another wild one. My name's Christian Brito, and joining me as always is John Chapman. What's up, John? John, I need to talk to you. You rode a boat, son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. Man, I have just finished my first week of classes. And uh, if you have any teacher friends, Friday is a rough night. Let's just be honest. You're exhausted. You're tired. Tequila is your friend. And there's been football. So, yeah, I am fully exerted but very happy to be here today. So glad to talk to you, man. Uh, It's going to be an interesting show. Just like every show that me and John do uh, with each other, <laughs> because one of us has usually been drinking. Uh, in our last show together, both of us had been drinking. Um, so I think this is going to be interesting, me trying to wrangle you in, and I'm not the best at doing that. Anyways, Does today anybody complain? That's all I'm saying. These are the fun every, episodes. These are the wants. ones the people want. Um, we're going to have a good time. That's all you got to know. We're going to start off the show, start it off right off the bat with a little bit of housekeeping. Housekeeping, you want me for pillow? Please go away, let me sleep for the love of God! Housekeeping, you want me to jerk you off? All right. You want, you want me on pillow? Okay. Um, so, first piece of housekeeping here, I want to remind you, if you have not checked out our 2019 draft kit. You can do so right now, eatsleepfantasy.com, and click the banner right on the main page that says draft kit. It's pretty. It's in nice and blue and pink. I need uh, I need to stop saying uh, suspect things. Nah, uh, you're doing especially. well. Yeah, and uh, it's $20. It's content's being updated uh, throughout the offseason. Check it out. Great content. You can check it out there. EatSleepFantasy.com forward slash draft kit if you want to go straight to it. All right. That's number one. Number two. Follow us on Twitter and join our Facebook private group. It's the best way to ask questions. Stay in tune. Stay plugged in. Uh, Our Twitter handle is at EatSleepFF. And our Facebook page is Private Group. Anything you want to add there, John? No, I think we're good. Uh, I will say this. Our Twitter feed has stepped up lately. Lots of film and different snapshots of what's going on in the preseason. So head over there if you want to see kind of the what's going on with the most important fantasy players and what is going on with uh, the preseason games because it's hard to watch them all, man. Um, <laughs> last, last 24 hours has been very taxing. I finished all of the Thursday, Thursday game first half series uh thanks to nfl game pass 
But um, yeah, there's a lot of football to talk about today. All right. So let's let's jump right in because there is a lot to talk about and we kind of have to pace ourselves and, and get through it. So let's start with the Colts and the Bills. All right. We're going to we're going to hit them with the most interesting takeaways of each game. Colts and Bills. Let's start with Frank Gore. 36 years old and he's running with the ones in the first preseason game. What do you take away from that? Man, it, it's really interesting. The coaching staff came out and said, well, we know what we have in LaShawn McCoy. We want to see what Frank Gore still has in his tank, which, I mean, is absolutely incredible. And he didn't disappoint. You know, when Frank Gore was out there, he didn't get a lot of carries. Um, but what he did do, he gets three and a half to four yards every single play. He's always moving forward when he goes down. He will be, I think he's probably the safest of the older running backs moving forward. You know, with Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy, I think LaShawn McCoy, just because of his roster bonus and his contract, bigger degree of getting cut. Um, so you have to take that into effect. But the running back to own, let me ask you if you agree with this, is Devin Singletary. If you could have any running back this year for the Buffalo offense, who would you pick? LaShawn McCoy. Really? Over? Yeah. Over Devin Singletary. I would prov- – see, if you're talking like weeks one through five, I'm okay with that. But there is a decent chance that – I think if if McCoy does not get cut or does not get hurt in the preseason, he's the guy for the, for the year. And, that, and I, I know we kind of disagree on this a little bit, but I do think Singletary will be the guy for the future and is still a top five running back, uh, rookie running back. Uh, and rookie drafts. Um, we actually went through this uh, before the pod, and you have him as your third rookie running back, right? And I think Correct. I have him four. Yes. Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and then him, and then Singletary for you? Yes, for me. Okay. I have him just ahead of Miles Sanders. Okay, and I'd put Miles Sanders ahead of him, but I agree. I think he's going to be – I think he has an opportunity for this year because you have – Yes, you have two guys in front of them. Yes, they're two uh, great running backs in their prime, but they're both old. They're both way past their prime. Um, but for this year, uh, I don't know if it's going to pan out. Yeah, and Maybe I'll say this: the second half, like you said, but and that's a thing. Let's say you get a running back that um, you're not quite sure you load up on rookie running backs early. Then, yeah. LaShawn McCoy is going as the number 44 running back at the end of the ninth round, whereas Devin Singletary is the number 50 running back going in the 11th round. So two rounds later, these are very cheap, run-heavy offense, by the way. like mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoever the running back is for the Buffalo Bills is going to be an RB2, RB3 at worst. It's just the guessing game of who is going to win that job in the long run. So if if you have somebody like a Darius Geis and you're not sure what his workload's going to be, I'd prefer LaShawn McCoy. But if you have a running back that might be a little bit older, that might not make it as long, like a Jordan Howard who could lose his job, I'd rather pair him with Devin Singletary, if that makes sense. Um, LaShawn McCoy is... One year removed from six straight seasons of top uh, top twenty running back. So, how old is he? That's a good question. Because he's um, freaking old. I want to say thirty-one. You are correct. You are correct. 
I'm good at this game. You and are Frank Gore is what, 36? Yes. Yeah. Frank Gore will be on that roster past LaShawn McCoy. But I don't want to focus too much on the running backs, even though I think that's important. Cole Ble- there there's two wide receivers um, that have prominence for the Buffalo Bills. And even though they're not a very heavy pass um, offense, it doesn't matter. Because it's two guys that are focused on. Number one is going to be Cole Beasley, and number two is going to be John Brown. When their starting quarterback, Josh Allen, was in there, those two guys dominated snaps completely. And for the people that are out there saying, oh, Robert Foster, Robert Foster, guess how many snaps Robert Foster got with the number one offense? Do you want to guess? All right. I don't know if you've seen this, but go ahead and guess. Zero. Zero is correct. Nice. Zero snaps, whereas Robert Foster got 18 and Cole Beasley got 16. And Cole Beasley was the first look option on several of these pass attempts. Um, I know that it's going to show up on the stat sheet. He only got one target. Three separate passes went to him first that were called back by penalty on the defense or offense on that first drive. Cole Beasley is going to be a target monster there. I don't want to focus too much on Buffalo, so I apologize. I'm a little long-winded. That's fine. I totally prices righted your ass, by the way. You had me guess, and I guessed like the lowest possible number just to be that guy. One dollar. Yeah, that's exactly what I just did. <laughs> by the way, we did not, just real quick, I feel like I need to interject here. We didn't address the lower back tattoo because uh, that was pertaining to John's sister, and I would like for him one day to elaborate about her lower back tattoos okay that'll be all son of a bitch just trying to add your sister to the list with dale's mom i'll send you a picture if you want to man is she hot send me a picture you're gonna regret the entire thread i'm just gonna be honest okay anyways so i i would be remiss if we did not mention dale's not here john is that is that interesting to you that Dale's not here? Well, it's kind of weird because four and a half hours ago, when I got off my previous occupation job, and I said, right. "Hey, let's get started," and then right. I remember somebody saying, "Hey, can we wait a little bit?" Mm-hmm. And then he's and, still not. And then here. I said, "I can record now, anytime through the next four and a half hours." And, and then, then, then all those hours passed. All, all the of those hours was passed. drunk. And now I'm at the are. point where I said I could not record anymore. Yeah. But I'm recording, and uh, that person is not here. Dell so, is the Antonio Brown of fantasy football. Uh, you're giving him too much credit. <laughs> yeah, but that's after he was traded. Too much credit. Dale he traded is... a third-round pick for him. <laughs> <laughs> Give me, like, just, like, all the drama but not worth it player. Richie Incognito? Dale is the Richie Incognito. <laughs> Dale is the Johnny Manziel professional career of fantasy football podcasts. Yep. That sounds right. So I think since I said I was maybe going to do it on yesterday's solo pod, I'm going to give you guys a oh, diss no. track today. Oh, is this happening? I'm giving you guys a diss track today on Dale. <sighs> Stay tuned. Don't fast forward. It's coming. Dale diss track number three coming from our Dale diss track album. He came at me with one song. I'm coming back with a whole fucking diss album. 
All right, let's move on. I liked it. Are you done with the Bills? Can we move on to the Colts? Yes, Colts, uh, there's not a lot there besides the fact that Jacoby Brissett is really good at football. Um, Stat sheet might not show it, but when that kid is out there, the offense is going to operate just fine. So for all you naysayers that are like, oh, Andrew Luck, back-to-back preseasons with these injuries, uncertain he's got the calf injury, it doesn't matter. Uh, the Colts offense, I-, I would be willing to argue, and tell me if you're wrong, I think that Jacoby Brissett is the number one backup quarterback in the entire NFL. Uh, No. Who would you say? Ryan Tannehill. Oh, he had a good he had a good game. Like actually, like the best. Like if I had to rank, because I think Ryan Tannehill is better than his competition. So, wow. Yeah, you do you, man. Do you disagree? I would if I had to pick for my roster. I would take Jacoby Brissett, uh, for sure, okay. for sure. And then, I mean, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't. And then I probably, yeah, that's probably about it. I can't think of anybody else because I wouldn't rather have Josh Rosen than Brissett probably. We're just talking about talent-wise? Yeah, just a random team in the NFL. If you could pick anybody that is currently the non-starting quarterback – who would you pick? I'm taking Jacoby Brissett number one. Yeah, I'll go Tannehill, but that's about it in terms of backups. There's really the the backups are weak. Yeah. Um. Maybe a uh, big dick Nick Mullins. I uh, he's got to be up there. I think he's a stud, man. Uh, if if he can ever get back to the promise that we saw in his you know second season. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, yeah, I think that's a I solid think... one. Yeah. All right, this is really boring. No, it's not. This Backup quarterbacks. Backup quarterbacks. Dude, I love football conversations like this. Why are you so intrigued? First of all, last podcast, which I'm going to take the L. You were so intrigued by player who's on the roster and gets cut. What was? Hey, Christian. What was the final result of that poll, was please? Sixty nine percent. I was really hoping it would be 69%. Last I saw was 68, uh, Fuck. which really disappoints yeah, me. I mean, the yeah. fact that I only beat you by 18%. Um... No, that's not the that's not the math there. <laughs> nice. Try you you've messed up on math on two podcasts in a row, by the way. No, no, no. I'm well, the 49ers podcast this morning I did. Uh, however, 15% over the 50% is what I count as victory. Because if I take away that 15, or 18% and then give it to you, it's back to 50. So that's how I saw it. I knew I was going to win the pod from the start. So yeah, but that like, is the I think my point is still made. Like It's my opinion of the player, right? I don't count them as like really being in the NFL if they never actually play. So let me ask you this. Um, nope. I'm going to change my, my language on this one. Um, yeah, the language gonna, is really important I'm in that passing question, this, by the way. I, I don't want to finish what I was starting. Go ahead, man. That's fine. That's just Go like ahead. my sex life. Um, <clears throat> Whoa. Let's move on, man. All right. What game we got next, man? Our next game. Hopefully, will be a little better than the first because, woof, that was rough. I oh, it nope. It's the two New York teams. This is, <laughs> this is worse. Fuck. 
Preseason football. Jets and Giants. Woo! Exciting shit. I, I love it, man. It was a hell of a game. Uh, MetLife Stadium, you know, you got both teams that are represented in that city, and it did not disappoint. Uh, Darnold comes out there, and he was good. Four or five, 68 yards, one touchdown, which was just elite until you get Eli Manning off the field in his three-and-out offense. Daniel Jones, the rookie that everybody booed with the number six pick, comes out and goes five for five, 67 yards, and an amazing touchdown pass. Um, Daniel Jones looked unbelievable. Now, what was really interesting to me is because they have come out and said Daniel Jones is not competing for a starting spot, but then they pulled him right after that first series, which seems to suggest we do not want a quarterback controversy for the Giants. Um, but Daniel Jones looked absolutely unbelievable working with the number twos. So I think we have to say if he has another good game, conversations so have to come So is he out. the best backup quarterback in the NFL? Oh. I would there. prefer – no, if I'm choosing and I'm a GM, which God help your team if I'm your GM, but um, I'm taking Brissett still. So that's me. What about you? Uh, Again, man, I'm, I'm not a huge Brissett guy. I'll probably still take Daniel Jones there. Oh, I mean the upside I think is probably more – now, as far as the fantasy takeaways from this game, and I do want to give a shout-out to Clayton Cadu, um, our longtime writer, longtime friend. He is absolutely incredible. He went ahead and did a lot of the notes and prep work for this episode, which he is just a master researcher. You can follow him at Cadu Clayton, which he has that crazy like uh, Canadian spelling. It's the Canadian spelling, so yeah. uh, good luck. C A D I. I got this. Wait, 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 wait. Is that right? Ah, oh, damn it. Did I do I it know. right? I was gonna guess it. Did you say D I E U X? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I think that's right. But I am dyslexic, so if you go back and play that back, I could be wrong. I think it's Cadeau, by the way. It's Cadeau. Are you sure? He's he's French Canadian. They don't say Cadeau. Could do you a favor, right? Um, <laughs> I I was born in a trailer in Texas, so I'm probably not the person to ask how to pronounce French Canadian names. My parents don't speak to me in English, so I'm also not the person to ask. Well, technically, that makes you a little bit more of an expert here. So a little bit more because I speak Cuban <laughs> Spanish. Yes, Cuban Spanish. Now, uh, real quick, back to the game. A little bit of running back news for both teams. It did seem like uh, Wayne Gallman is going to be the number one handcuff for the New York Giants. If you are in a super deep deep league, um, you know, and you get Saquon, I think that Gallman has some value. They've been talking up Paul Perkins, but he looked awful. Is Paul Perkins dead? No, but he looked really bad. Four rushes, nine attempts. And Gallman didn't look great in the rushing game. However, um, he had a couple key plays that were huge that were called back on penalty. So he at least flashed. He was the first one to go in. Seems like he's going to be the backup guy there. And if we look at the New York Jets, Ty Montgomery is going to have value even with Le'Veon Bell. He is going to be used as a wide receiver. He was out there very, very early. Um, I think that he is going to be one of those guys that will have value. Um, 
but in deeper leagues. However, holy freaking cow. Crowder? Yeah. <laughs> that yep. guy is... Is going to get a lot of targets. A lot of targets. Um, he's going to be the target leader on this team. Um, he went out there. He had two targets in the first series. One of them was for a touchdown, two catches, 31 yards. That's going to be a thing. So just keep in mind, Jay Crowder and Chris Herndon for deeper, deeper leagues. I know he's suspended early, suspended, yeah. but he was out there. So, yeah, he looked good, too. How optimistic are you that Sam Darnold can make the step uh, in this in this second year and, and progress enough to have um, the pieces in that offense be worth something, right? Outside of Le'Veon Bell, not a lot of these guys are being drafted with much value. So how likely is Sam Darnold to be able to take that next step forward, right? He, he had that pick six early on in this game. And, and like you mentioned, calmed down a little bit, led that opening touchdown drive afterwards. Um, can he be good enough to make Crowder have value, make Herndon have value, make Montgomery have value? I think that he, he can. Again, you talked about how he almost threw a pick six on the first play to yeah, Julius sorry, Peppers almost. on the out route. It was a horrible yeah. pass. Um, should have been a pick six. But yeah. that offense should be catered to what he can do. Uh, Adam Gase is one of the worst head coaches. However, he can work with quarterbacks that can read defenses, and I think Sam Darnold can do that. So if you're looking for dink and dunk offense, which that's what this is going to be with the occasional super deep pass to Robbie Anderson, um, I'm not – the thing that makes me hesitate on Darnold is the passing volume, which has never taken place in any Adam Gase offense. So he can sniff all the bath salts he wants. Did you see that video? Yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> he that guy is, is he's fucked up, man. Like he's a fucked up individual. He does drugs for sure. Like hard drugs. Did you see him in the press conference earlier in this offseason? Mm-hmm. Where like he was when they they initially uh brought him on as their coach and you could tell that he was cracked the fuck out yeah he's got some problems let's just be real he was definitely one of the people snorting cocaine down here in miami yeah i bet he was upset when he got fired i gotta go to new york there's no cocaine there (laughs) (laughs) sorry we say this jokingly but i'm dead serious like he's doing cocaine yes yes speaking of cocaine Let's talk about the Redskins and the Browns. Ooh, Redskins and the Browns, man. But uh, I'll I'll say this: Um, this game. We should have talked about the Dolphins. I should have jumped the list. Speaking of cocaine, fuck. Gosh, yeah, yeah. Way to go, Pod Prepper. But we have a show prep sheet. Like I gotta go through the prep sheet. You said your warning to me before we started the show was: make sure you go in order because I jump around. I get it. Yeah, I have a problem. So, if we are staying with the Browns and the Redskins, which just sounds just wrong, Browns versus Reds, but whatever. Um, Baker Mayfield came out and just set the world on fire. It was really interesting if you watched the the game because they chose, the Browns chose, to come out and do the two-minute drill with their starters right off the bat. Um, And I say their starters, OBJ, Jarvis Landry were not out there, but Baker Mayfield just went five for six, 77 yards, and one touchdown right off the bat. 
Um, Nick Chubb looked <laughs> absolutely unbelievable in his one rush. Uh, he side he sideswiped an opponent in the backfield and went for 12 yards and ran over two dudes. He looked absolutely incredible. But with the Duke Johnson trade, which we'll talk about here in a second, Dontrell Hilliard looks like he is automatically into that Duke Johnson role. He had two catches on the opening drive. He stayed out there with the ones and the twos. Um, he is going to be that guy. So uh, pretty excited right. about that. And I mean, he had but nine... how long does that really matter for, right? Because Kareem Hunt will come back. When's uh, Kareem Hunt coming back? We he suspended what six games? I think it's eight, right? Uh, damn, I think it might be eight. Wow, this is great audio. It is. I'm pretty sure I'm right though. Uh, you, it sounds right. I yeah, eight I, games. Yeah. Okay. And there's a bye week in there, so you're not going to get right, Kareem so Hunt. Season. Yeah, over half the season because the fantasy season starts, uh, ends week twelve. You got playoffs thirteen, fourteen, sixteen. I don't know. I uh, I play sixteen games. Do you? Because in our league of record, you didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I did. I got third place in our league. Yeah, so you played fifteen. All right, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, no, because you played against the fourth place team that week to win third place. And congratulations, by the way, on third place. Who finished first? I don't know. Dude, that was brutal for Dale, by the way. <laughs> One of the reasons why I brag about that league is because I don't deserve it. Everything happened wrong for Dale yeah. for John to win. Yeah. Which, to be honest, fuck you, Dale. You deserve it. Yep. Yeah, where are you at right now? That's what I want to know. Where, are where you is at right he at now? right now? Taking care of his baby. Yeah. Fuck Taking care of his pregnant <laughs> wife. Ooh, super important. Way to go. Putting the Way to go, Dale. First. Being a responsible adult and husband and father over your podcast. As I take another drink of tequila. Okay, Should so. Should be me. <laughs> Staying with the Browns, there's some more news out of Cleveland. Antonio Callaway, who has been in a fight with Rashard Higgins for this number three role. Well, if there ever was a debate, that is over now. Not only did Callaway not look half as good as Rashard Higgins, who went five catches for 98 yards and a touchdown, Callaway sprains his ankle and then gets suspended for four games by the NFL for substance abuse. Hashtag Rough. spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> this guy is high 24-7. So, Rashard Higgins is going to be the wide receiver three there. There's no You doubt. think it? it's just like something to do with that team at this point? Like, or that city? Maybe it's the city. Like it's people John just... Dorsey. John Dorsey doesn't give a shit about domestic violence, domestic abuse, drug whatever. He doesn't care about character. It means Please. nothing to him don't in include those things in the same like well here's the thing you're gonna draft a guy like antonio callaway okay who has been busted so for for so many drug offenses whatever i those are completely different than what kareem hunt did however during training camp his rookie year he gets caught breaking into another car with weed on him and arrested and seems shocked that it happened like, you knew what you were getting into with this guy. John Dorsey just doesn't care about any of those issues at all. At all. 
Yep. I uh, I'm willing to bet that this issue for Callaway is not his last. Speaking of betting, Ooh. let's take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors here. So I just want to thank our sponsor today, Nitrogen Sports, which, man, if you are on the cutting edge of betting and you belong in one of those states that doesn't allow betting, or even if you are in a state that does allow sports betting, this is the place you want to go. And the place to get there is you head over to eatsleepfantasy.com. It is one of our three banners on the front page. You click on that and it takes you to this site. You can bet on absolutely everything you ever dreamt of. Esports, NFL, all the major sports. I um, love that you started with esports. I'm so happy right now. I'm trying to cover all the bases, Brito, because that's exactly what Nitrogen Sports does. And what makes these guys even more special is it's Bitcoin betting. So once you place your bets and you get paid, you get paid back in Bitcoin, which to gamblers, which I am, this makes it even more exciting because you can choose to leave your money in there and grow as Bitcoin prices soar, which they're up around 11,000 as we are recording this, or you can cash out through various apps. Um, however you want to do that, it's very easy to get your money back. Cash app is one of those avenues, which is very easy, but they have everything for the better, whether you want to just see what it's like and get into some free pools with guaranteed prize payouts, or if you want to go big time and bet a full Bitcoin, again, $11,000 on a single event. So they have you covered. That is Nitrogen Sports. Head over to eatsleepfantasy.com, click on the Nitrogen Sports ad, and just have an absolute blast because they have betting on everything. Betting on everything, free pools right now, like you mentioned, with guaranteed prizes for you to try out. You can check them out right on our website. EatSleepFantasy.com. It's a website. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will say this. We didn't finish talking about the Washington Redskins. They are atrocious. There was absolutely nothing um, fantasy relevant in this game besides the fact that they may have the worst offensive line in all of football without trent williams and it doesn't seem like he's coming back so um i man stay the hell away from this offense but that is just my opinion uh so you're staying the hell away from guys even if he's healthy even as a running back two or three. Oh yeah not even close uh you're talking about a head coach gruden that loves running back by committee more than anybody else in the nfl and then you're talking mm -hmm. about the worst offensive line. And then you're talking about the worst quarterback tandem in the NFL. Then you're talking about the worst wide receiver tandem. You're talking loaded box on every single play. And you're still splitting time with Adrian Peterson. No, thank you. <laughs> That's, I mean, and Adrian Peterson is just one name there that mm -hmm. you're splitting time with. Um, so, yeah. I agree with you, man. I I don't hate Geis, but I am lower on him than the consensus due to all of those concerns because he's in a very shitty situation. If you force me to draft one player on Washington's team, it would be Jordan Reed, and I would hate myself for it. Uh, that's a good. I mean, he he would he's gonna be fine if he's healthy. <laughs> yeah. What's that mean to that's him a though? Right? Huge, huge if. But yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on from a terrible team to another terrible team. Yeah, let's yo. go from the Redskins to the Dolphins. Yeah. Man, here's what's crazy. 
the Dolphins weren't that bad um, as a team. They're not going to be that bad. Um, the offensive line was terrible. <laughs> it was they're pretty gonna, funny. The Dolphins want to lose this year. They do. They're going to win five games. They're fighting. They just signed Robert Kendichi. That's Good. all you need to know. Good. Tank for Tua, man. Just do it. Just do it for one year, man. I'll fucking take the loss. Tank for Tua. Fitzpatrick, ball out. Give me four touchdowns and four interceptions yeah. every fucking game. Yep. Go. That's what's going to happen, and that's what it looked like. The offensive line busted. Uh, Fitzpatrick went out there with the very first team, and he had guys in his face within half of a second and just created stuff out of his ass. I mean, <laughs> that's what it's going to take. And what's really impressive is Josh Rosen came in with the number two and three offensive line with pressure in his face the whole time and managed to put up 13 for 20, 191 yards. He did throw an interception, was sacked twice. But, like, if you watch that game, you're, like, standing up clapping. Like, holy shit, Josh Rosen, how the hell did you do this? Um, outside of that, there is nothing on the Miami side that looked anything remotely good outside of Preston Williams, undrafted rookie free agent out of Colorado State that, holy shit, got snaps with the ones and the twos and the threes, looked really damn good you're talking about a 6-4 guy that runs crisp routes and was the primary target for everybody four catches 97 yards he looked really good um that's really all i could take away from this team um yeah it was you wrote, you wrote something on our show sheet that i i have a little uh debate with you here you wrote that you think he may be the best wide receiver on the team at this point I don't think it's close at this point. Um, I really don't. Kenny Stills, maybe. Albert uh, Wilson? I like Albert Wilson, um, but he I, I consider Albert Wilson much more of a running back slash gadget guy. Um, he's a gadget guy. He's 100% a gadget yeah. guy. So, like, Preston but Williams a is a big guy, guy that you put outside. And right. It, like, he looked really good. I would not be surprised. Again, this is for deep league. That's what the preseason's about. Preston Williams is a guy that should be rostered in all dynasty leagues. Do That's you know why? Do you know what's the reason for that? Why? Because Devontae Parker is the Alabama of football. Mm. Meaning he's a piece of shit. Oh, okay. I was like, he didn't go to Alabama, but yeah, I get it. Yep. I get it. All right, let's you jump it? over. You see how that tied together? I Yeah, I'm with you. And I know he didn't go to Alabama. You just fucking said he went to Colorado State. No, no, no. I wasn't doing no, that. No, no, no. He didn't go to Alabama. No, no, no. Is a terrible Preston place. Preston Williams went to Colorado State. Devontae Parker went to, gosh, I always get these two schools mixed up. I blame it on dyslexia. Rutgers, I believe, or what's the team that looks like Rutgers? The team that looks like, hold on. I'm yes. going to Google and see if that comes up. The yeah. team yes. that looks Let's do this. like Rutgers. <laughs> I get them mixed up all the time, and people yell at me. Nah. No, it's not happening. Looks like Rutgers. I have nothing came up. Louisville. Holy shit! Yes, oh, I do on, this man. all the time. Just, to, just because it's red. It, it's red, and they have the same chrome alternative uniform. So whenever they do that fucking helmet, I freaking lose it in my head. So uh, Devonte Parker came out of Louisville, but yeah, I did. do mix Louisville and Rutgers up all the time. I thought. By the way, I thought you were going with uh, Western Kentucky. By the way, oh the Hilltoppers, hell no! They, got, I, I love the Hilltoppers, man. All red, all red. 
Um, anyway, let's jump over to the Falcons. Um, they wasn't a lot going on. Matt Schaub, holy cow. I cannot believe that guy is still taking snaps in the NFL. And as far as the backup running back job in Atlanta goes, a lot of people want to say it's Edo Smith. I'm telling you right now, the better running back by far is Brian Hill. It's not close. Uh, Brian Hill is going to be the guy. Um, he controls everything. Um, just really like the way that guy plays. Outside of that, zero fantasy takes. From I want to give you a little pushback here. How much does just uh, the politics of football, right? The guy that's been on the team, the guy who is the at this point the team vet get the get the nod over over. So at what point does Smith get the nod just because he's been there? I, I will say this. Smith is better in pass protection. So I think that has a lot of weight. But it's one of those like last year, Aaron Jones versus Jamal Williams. Anybody that watched the game would say, what the hell? Aaron Jones is the guy. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I do believe in Brian Hill. I would prefer him uh, straight up in deep leagues right now. I think that he will be the number two running back i really do okay um all right that's fine cool let's move on to pats and lines um let's talk a little bit first uh about detroit and how really bad they looked in terms of their offense in general they could not get the ball moving at all do do you want to kind of pick apart any specific (laughs) part of this like is there anything you want to tackle specifically there's nothing good happening in detroit let's just be really honest um i think the second worst how does that go ahead pan out for your outlook of individual players let's take a couple of specific guys in detroit okay because i know that you are i'm if i'm not mistaken high on carry on johnson right very high on carry on johnson so let's start there let's start with carry on and then go from there because i i think that's the guy that you gotta we gotta talk about first because he's a high-end rb2 for most people then we gotta talk about uh kenny galladay we gotta talk about marvin jones but let's talk about each one of these pieces carry on johnson if the offense is struggling How can you be high on him? Okay. The reason why I can be high on him is where Matt Patricia came from, which was New England. They have an actually decent offensive line in Detroit, which we didn't see in the first preseason game. And they have a very efficient quarterback that makes it where you cannot load up the box with deep threats on both outside spots. Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are outside deep uh, threat wide receivers. Now, they come in the draft, and they draft um, TJ Hawkinson, which is the best run-blocking tight end I have seen in a very long time. They are building this team to move away from what Jim Bob Cooter used to have, where they threw the ball 50 times a game, to a smash mouth, we are running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, winning with defense. Having said all those things, carry on Johnson will have all the volume in the running slash passing game that you could ever want out of a running back so here is my pecking order for detroit lines to own and brito and i didn't talk about this so i apologize apologize if i mess up some number one carry on johnson number two 
You've got Kenny Galladay. Number three, go back to number one. <laughs> like, that's it. So the fact no Marvin that, Jones? What? No love for Marvin Jones? No, um, I don't want him. And if I have him, I will trade him. I think he's one of those guys that could have 70 targets, six touchdowns. But he's the type of guy that's going to put you up a lot of zero to three-point games. And so I would rather have that than a 12-point, you know, two-catch, 40-point or 40 yards and a touchdown game. I don't want that. I don't think that the volume will be there for him. But I'm telling you right now, on Johnson, Kenny Galladay, own those two guys. If you're in a deep dynasty lead, TJ Hawkinson has value. Outside of that, stay the hell away. Um, I don't want Stafford. The volume won't be there, which he's had his entire career, uh, where he's thrown the ball over 500 um, pass attempts. I think it was six times in his career in a row. That's not happening anymore. So pump the brakes on the whole team, except for those two guys. They will have their volume. Uh, quick question here, because I think we have to address this. Is Jim Bob Cooter the best name for anyone in the NFL right now? I think he's top five, but I got one better. Man, let, let me – gosh, I know I'm missing a name. But, yeah, it's got to be up there. And I will actually – I'm going to be kind of a dickhead here. I don't think Jim Bob Cooter's in the NFL right now. Does that mean? Yeah. Okay, so NFL – history then best <laughs> names uh i got nothing what who's your number one haha ha, clinton Dix. that's solid what about lil jordan humphrey what about captain munnerlin <sighs> yeah yeah i like that i like that what's the one guy's name talky talky i'm gonna go with jake butt Yeah, you win. I feel like oh, this wow. is uh, our our version of Do You Know How I Know You're Gay? Because <laughs> you listen to Coldplay. I do listen to Coldplay. I know you do. <laughs> I meant it as an insult, and that's an actual line from the movie. Yeah. So, all right, moving on. Um, talking about the Man, pa- Patriots. Have you seen all the deleted scenes oh, for that? Oh, my God. So much gold. It's amazing so much gold one of the greatest movies of all time um is that 40 year old version i think that's right yes that's my probably my top two favorite comedy movies of all time it's legit uh will ferrell and (laughs) paul rudd um i have to enunciate that because the last is not in that movie will ferrell is oh sorry oh my god i did it again seth rogan Seth Rogen is, and the, I think Paul the name Rudd. you were looking for is Steve Carell. No, Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. I messed yeah, up. Yeah, they're both in there. Oh, are you talking about the specific scene? Yes, the, yes, yes, the, yes. You know, I know your gay scene? Yes. yes. That is, yeah. Seth so Rogen if you have not, Rudd. go ahead and Google, uh, do you know how I know you're gay? Full scene. And it YouTube. is, it's amazing. It's like four minutes long of them just going back and forth. Yes. Very <laughs> You've got a framed picture of Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like Paul Rudd is better than Seth Rogen. Fucking uh, hell, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's jump over to the Patriots, and you have to talk <laughs> about undrafted free agent Jacoby Myers. Holy 
shit. Um, six catches, 69 yards, two touchdowns, by the way, Giggity. on eight targets. 69 um, yards. Yeah, 69 yards. Nice. Yeah. You, you, we didn't say it wrong. I just needed to repeat it. Oh, I like it. Uh, this oh, guy is going uh, to be a guy. Today, I ordered food. And my order number? Oh. 69. Nice. Yeah. I said nice. nice. Cashier didn't want to laugh, but, it, you know, he gave me the nod. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting because if you say it, like, in, like, the weird, creepy way, or do you just want to pass it by, just be like, nice. Or you can go, nice. And then it's no, going to, like. No, I did it just that last way. I did yeah. it just like that. Just push it. it. Just push it. Because either they don't get it or, and they can't. Oh, no, he got it. it. I, he got it. Yeah. See, I like that. He, um, but I will say this, um, Nick Brosette, uh led all running backs for the Patriots with 22 yard uh, carries and had 66 yards and a touchdown. And I'll you say this. You will not hear his name again till like week 12. You are exactly correct. But what you will hear here is the Patriots finding somebody that's ha- having a good game or is a matchup nightmare and will have 22 carries in a game. So, you know, I appreciate Clayton for putting this in the notes because this is what the Patriots do, whether it's preseason or whether it's NFL or the playoffs. If something is working and they have schemed for this specific guy, he will get a ridiculous ass load of carries. And so I I think that's Mm. something to look for there. Ridiculous ass load. I can think of no other type of load out the ass. Let's just be honest. So before we wrap up here, I'd like to let you know we're splitting this first set of games into two podcasts. Plus, we're going to be giving you all of the games over this uh, weekend, basically. And uh, before we wrap up, two things. Remember, at the end of the show, I'm going to give you the diss track here with Dale. Stay tuned for that. But even better, stay tuned for Nitrogen Sports, guys. If you ever wanted to get into online betting or just kind of check it out, Nitrogen Sports is the oldest and number one Bitcoin betting sports book today. What you can do on their site is bet on anything. If you're listening to this podcast, more than likely you watch football and you're playing fantasy football, obviously. But if you haven't tried sports betting, you can try it there. You can try it for free. They got free pools with a free buy-in, guaranteed prizes, $2,000 in guaranteed prizes, and you can bet in Bitcoin on their website and if you want to go outside of of uh, the NFL, baseball, basketball, golf, hockey, esports, mixed martial arts, whatever you want to bet on, they have it. On top of that, they've got bigger pools, uh, high stakes nitrogen pool, which you got. It's it's a whole Bitcoin for those high stakes pools, which right now that's about eleven thousand dollars. If you're a big money baller like John. You can try that out. Money, um, money. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I felt like that, that was that was my time to call in. Just just say money, money. Yep. You do have a money suit. You need to get a Bitcoin suit now. <laughs> I would rock that shit. It would be heavy. Uh, it would be dope. <laughs> it would also be uh, very interesting. Anyways, if you're in a place where you have been unable to... Uh, engage in online betting because it's not allowed this is available in a lot of places especially because of the medium that they're using it's bitcoin betting try it out on our website easily and click the link 
nitrogen sports. Anything? Anything there? No, that's good. Yeah. I liked it. I kind of uh, want to go bet now. I just called you Dale. That's okay. I'm going to have Dale cut that too. <laughs> he won't. He won't. Even though I'm giving him all the time codes. He will not. So, that's going to do it for this. We're going to continue our preseason kind of recap and our observations in the next pod. Stay tuned for that. Manana. And for now, fuck you, Dale. Listen to this. Feel bad about it. That's why I fucked your mom, you one-legged motherfucker. Uh. First off, fuck your mom and the ranks you make. Miami where I ride and Debbie's ass I take. You claim ESF, you bring us all shame. I'm the best pod hosting all the game. We got more beef than you and Armando. Now you getting passed up like Rajon Rondo. Maybe I should call you. Derek Rose, two bad knees, and now you getting exposed. Used to joke about my weight getting bigger than me. That's pretty fucking sad when you're five foot three. On top of that, your confidence is even shorter. Flow so damn poor and might have to deport to keep fucking up with all these Dale Bells. You'll be out the league quicker than Manziel. Do me a favor, Dale, and get my name out your mouth, cause that's how we hit them up when you come down south. Uh. Debbie. Up next on that hit list is Kara. Keep fucking with me. Get my name out your mouth, Dale. This beef is over. You done. Entire album. Get fucked.